0: to 103.5 FM, streaming live at Woo! Good morning, beautiful people. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week, all week. Oh my God. High five to our Long Wharf Theater last night. They had a reception for uh, Mildred and Stevens Ruiz Sapp for uh, uh, Live from the Edge, which is launching uh, soon. So I hope people go to War Theater and get tickets. They gave us a little taste of it last night. It was amazing. You know, all that talent, just ta- the talent in two people is just a lot. <laughs> I don't know if there's more talent in the world for other people because they damn sure have all of it. Uh, so that was good. Uh, my guests at 1015 are my good friends, my besties. Uh, Patty Russo from the Campaign School at Yale, and my bestie, 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 BFF, Ron Thomas from the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities, and they've been doing this collab for the last three years. I guess I, I, I'll i get I'll get the date straight. But they they got an upcoming um training for folks who are interested in running for office, and uh, Connecticut Connecticut Conference of Municipalities or CC, CCM what we lovingly call it. Um, it's the lobbying arm for municipalities that buy into their services. And they have a show on WNHH radio where they talk political stuff all around towns and cities and stuff, you know. Um, so uh, so, so I'm well aware of them. I've been well aware of them for many, many years because my friend Ron Thomas, uh, I believe he's second in command over there. So. so they'll be on at 1015 to talk about that upcoming training and get all the deets. Uh, In the meantime, I had a good time at bar last night. It was fun. I hadn't had bar pizza in forever. And listen, everybody has grown, right? Because they they had vegan pizza and then they had dairy-free pizza, which was, now I got to go back to bar and eat all of that for real, for real, for real. So the dairy-free pizza was sausage on pizza with no cheese. It was amazing. And, you know, I love bar because I got that that pizza. The crust is so thin you can see through it. Love it. Like, I love that thin crust pizza. See, that's pizza to me. Not this casserole mess that everybody's, you know, that, well, not everybody. You know, that people peddle off as pizza. And, then, I mean, I guess it is pizza on some level. It's just, you know, it's not my cup of tea pizza. Um. So, you know, Good Morning America is running this whole pizza contest. Who has the best pizza in the world? you know, in America, you know, they're so cute. They started with Atlanta. I I don't know about you, but I don't know nobody who thinks Atlanta has good ass pizza. Maybe Atlanteans who ain't never been nowhere outside of Atlanta. So that's, that's one. And then I think today they're in Michigan. Who the hell eats pizza in Michigan? Pizza in Michigan don't even sound like right. (laughs) Like, okay, you know where the best pizza in America is right here in New Haven, Connecticut. I don't know why we have to go through this all the time. You know, we have to point now. We don't even, we don't even sweat it. We just, we just lovingly look at people. Okay. <laughs> all right. If that's, all right. If that's what you want to go with babies, go ahead. We're going to let you have all that pizza and we're going to be over here in New Haven eating good ass pizza. <laughs> I know everybody in New in Connecticut, New Haven is like, good morning, America. You tried it. The best pizza in America. Seriously. I you know what? I, I hope New Haven didn't even enter. <laughs> like, let these let these amateurs have their day in the sun. I mean we know what good pizza is. We don't even got we don't even gotta sell it. We don't even gotta sell it; it's the reputation precedes it. I mean, the reputation precedes it. Celebrity after celebrity, president after president, folks after folks. Like you know, listen, we're just gonna we gonna bless your hearts, <laughs> bless your hearts, bless your hearts, bless your hearts, bless your heart. So, um, so last night I did a panel. For uh, uh, Caitlin at Southern Connecticut State University, because they have a they have a arts um, a creative arts management degree uh, degree over there, um, and so uh, they had she had a she compiled some folks from boards to talk about board commitment and board service. So she had me, uh, Dr. Churchwell, who is the president of Yale Healthcare System, and Lauren, who owns a. Possible Futures Bookstore and is the chair of the library board and uh, and another cat who is on the library board and is their finance person, you know, uh, chairs the finance committee. So it was a lively discussion. It was about hours. Good. It was good to hear people talk about, ask us questions about what it means to serve on a board, what it means to be committed to board work uh, and, you know, and, 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 and the structure of boards. You know, I I have the I have the uh, honor of serving on very, very vast differently vast uh vastly different boards. I think Planned Parenthood is the high functioning board, um, uh, followed by Long Wharf Theater, followed by Arts Council, followed by the Winnett Food Forest. And then last the uh solitaire stop solitary solitary confinement um so there's that uh so yeah it was a good conversation and you know I I like having those conversations particularly because I know something about board service and 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 the and the reason why boards have to function the way that they do so so it was a good conversation it was nice to see Dr. Churchwell I know Lauren because I see her just about every day and and the uh and the other guy I don't know as well But uh, he is a finance guy. And he talked about some of that experience and how, you know, boards are always, I think he's either on the public library board or or the symphony board or both. (laughs) So, and Dr. Churchwell chairs the symphony board. He's on the community foundation board. He's on the American Heart Association board. And I think there's like one more, one more board that he's on. And he had the nerve to say I was on a lot of boards. I was like, I don't run a whole hospital. You run a whole damn hospital. Whether you have people or not, you still the head brother in charge. <laughs> you got 50,000 people working for you, but the buck stops with you. So I ain't running nothing but my own life. So, <laughs> ah. And, uh, and there's a lot of organizations right now who are doing executive director searches. You know, we're not the the arts council is not the only one. There's a bunch uh, that are doing uh, searches, and uh, and then you mix in the arts and ideas people who are looking for a, a, a boatload of folks. You know, they're looking for a, they're looking for a clown car full of folks um, to fill fill spaces um, over there. So, so I mean, if you're looking for a job, this might be a good time because folks is looking for jobs. Folks are looking to hire. So if you if you got some skill set, particularly in the arts community, uh, I think we st- I think we I don't know if the if the uh, Theater is looking for people, but I mean everybody's looking for people. So get into it. <laughs> if you need a job, get into it. Get into it. Uh, so yeah. So uh, so th- tonight uh, this after this evening, I guess this evening. The uh, Visionary Awards, the Arts and Ideas Visionary Awards, is over at Concord with Leah Penning, Penning, Pennington, Pennington, who is uh, a black farmer in upstate, upstate New York, and uh, so she's getting the Visionary Awards. And I'm I'm over at Southern Connecticut State University hosting uh, their exhibit um, Seven Lenses with uh, some artists that we know and artists that we don't know. Uh, we know uh, we know Linda Mickens, whose work is on display at the Creative Arts Workshop right now. But Seven, Seven Lenses is uh, a doc- documenting Black culture. And so Robert Cooper, Lydia Douglas, Katrina Goldburn, uh, Corin Martin, Ebony McKee- McKelvey, uh, PW in Anga A and James Shabazz. I mean, Jamel Shabazz. So uh, so that's going to be tomorrow at the John Lyman Center for Performing Arts. And that starts at 530. So it's a reception and I'll have a little talk with some of the artists that are there and get a vibe for, you know, their artistry and that kind of stuff. So I just want people to know that that's where I'll be. And if I have opportunity to, uh, to run over to uh, um, Concorp, then I will. Oh, Word on the Street! That's right. Paul Bass is back for Word on the Street. <laughs> Paul's getting earlier and earlier. He gonna mess around and beat me on my beat beat me here on my show. <laughs> Good morning. How are
1: you? Good
2: morning, Babs. How you doing?
1: i'm good how
2: are you good i'm here on Whaley avenue so we're going to try to get close to the phone so you can really hear us i'm here with mr kent mr kent has been working since five in the morning oh lord collecting cans bottles and cans good morning mr kent why, why i say good morning to babs there
3: hi babs how you doing hey mr kent nice to see you, <laughs> nice to see you. yeah
2: So, so Kent, you said what time did you start collecting bottles? I start
3: around five, like when sunrise. When sunrise, Mm -hmm. and then I go around. When I find them, I pick them up, put them on the basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And where do you start your rounds? Like where'd you start this morning?
3: Well, right down the street, a couple blocks from here. On Whaley. Yeah.
2: And do you start the same place every day?
3: Yes, I do. I go pick my cart up, and then I start right there up and down the street
2: and how when do you finish like how long do you go
3: well it depends sometimes i rush sometimes i don't
2: mm-hmm. yeah. but like do you go when it's dark out or are you done well before no, that
3: i'm done way before then because it closes at six o'clock
2: what closes at six stop shop so you go to stop the shot to bring up
3: yeah Or i go to amity or i'll go right here on, on Wellion um, Sh- um welly orchard uh-huh and that's which that's is that's better I
2: mean. how are they different
3: well, they have better machines down at the one in Amity.
2: Why am I not surprised?
3: Yeah, it's a lot, of more, lot more space. Uh-huh. The one down here is a little smaller, the one on, on Wellian huh. But the one in Amity or Amity Road is a little bigger.
2: So when you go to Amity, you're walking more?
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Like, where do you start out, Ken?
3: Well, anywhere down here, around Wellian, Sherman. Where do you live? I live off of my sister in Amity.
2: Excuse me? I live with my
3: sister in Amity.
2: So how do you get down here with your cart?
3: I catch the bus now. Thankfully, it's free still,
2: Yeah, I like the free too.
3: Yeah.
2: And where do you where do you keep your cart overnight? Like where do you pick it up?
3: I put it down the street. Down there. I put it inside the uh, side I close it
2: off. Where's that? Like, right
3: down there. They
2: and they there's a place where you can put it. Yeah. And whose is it? Like who's land? Well, a, it?
3: it's the back of a, of a back of a, the old beauty parlor. I'm okay. Like, um, where you sell beauty supply.
2: Is it a parking lot?
3: No, it's like it's it's, it's, a, fence. Uh-huh. it's a
2: fence. It's
3: a fence And on.
2: nobody's ever gonna take your cart. Hopefully you ever...
3: they do because then I have to get another one. I try to get another. How one.
2: how long how long have you had this cart? Well, I
3: had it for a uh, few weeks
2: now. Oh, so you do get a, n- a new one every few weeks? Every,
3: uh, no, not really. I try to stick the one. I have a little la- mascot up there. I'm mm. a little mascot. Buddy. Show me your
2: mascot. Who's your mascot?
3: That's Didi. Didi. Didi, my little mascot.
2: Where'd you find Didi?
3: Well, Didi, I found him. He was hanging out, so I just picked him up. Where'd you find him? Down in
2: Andy. Oh, like by the stop shop? Yeah. On the yeah. ground?
3: Yeah. Well, is, is Didi an owl
2: or a tweety he's bird? a
3: little, like, little bird. Uh-huh. He hangs out with
2: me. When did you find him?
3: Um, a couple days ago.
2: Well, why did you pick him up? what do you think?
3: Because he looked lonely, so I decided you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to chill out with me one time to So time.
2: Didi keeps you company?
3: Yeah. All yeah. Right. He looked at the world, you know?
2: Uh-huh. So how it's
3: many? Like my little alarm system. You know how to go my cart.
2: How many um, How many bottles you got so far today?
3: Uh, I didn't get that many because I didn't really go as hard as I used
2: to go. But well, you look, I see at least ten or more. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: How many did you try to get in a day?
3: Oh, at least try to get at least to 200. And then how many That's you get for each? Much. Like five cents. Five cents. Yeah.
2: So you're only getting five to ten dollars a day yeah, for all that work.
3: You know, at least you know it all adds up. Uh, you know, sometimes you get a little more. Time you get a little less,
2: and is it five $0. cents for each or any more? Five cents, five
3: cents for each. One.
2: But you spend all day yeah. getting a hundred bottles or two, and you end up with five or ten dollars.
3: Fresh air, oh, yeah, love yeah. the fresh air. So,
2: how long you been doing this, kid?
3: Oh, years now.
2: Like, when did you start? Oh,
3: about 10 years ago, maybe.
2: And why did you start?
3: Just you know, because I always love the earth, uh huh. You know, I like landscaping and stuff like that, so I love the earth. And the earth. It's trash. Sometimes trash is better, you know, litter, stuff like that. So why not? Uh huh. And what what was your best day ever? Oh, one day about $40. Whoa. $40 to $50, maybe. Uh-huh. That was great. And do you live for free, free
2: with nice. your sister?
3: Yeah. No, no, yes. Oh, you yes. pay your rent or not? No, no, no. no. Okay. I don't have...
2: Let me ask you, where did you grow up? Oh, in New Haven. And what did you used to do for a living?
3: Oh, I was a bad with it. Tell me about that. Ah, oh, no good. Bad boy, but my good days. I uh, worked at Wendy's, and McDonald's, and karate uh, produce. Karate produce. Yeah, with I had a few jobs. I worked for New Haven Register before.
2: What'd you do for them?
3: Oh, the New Haven Register, the street team.
2: What was the street team?
3: Street team. where well, you sell papers. You sell meet a lot of the customers.
2: Uh-huh. So uh huh. So when I did you do, you do
3: that? Oh, that was years ago. About. about.
2: I don't see any street teams out anymore. Still
3: out. Still out.
2: People buy the paper still. What was your favorite uh, job ever?
3: Uh, I'd say Ferrari produce.
2: And where where was that? Was on Longworth. Uh-huh. We used
3: to, uh, fruits and vegetables. We used I remember
2: Ferrari. Yeah, we
3: used to deliver fruits and vegetables. And what was
2: your job there?
3: Um, delivery. Well, with, um, um, uh, fill the orders. I used to have to fill the orders, and then we put them on the truck, load the truck. And then we take him around to all his clients. Uh
2: huh. And when was that? To all
3: the restaurants. That was in maybe 2004.
2: And how come you stopped working there?
3: Oh, I end up getting a different job. Uh-huh.
2: Now you said you nice. were a bad boy. You want to tell me about that oh, when you did? You have value. to do time or something?
3: Yes, I did. That's why stay out of trouble, kid. <laughs> stay out of trouble. Stay in school.
2: Well, what kind? How much time did you do?
3: I did four years flat. Was, uh, For what? Selling drugs. So uh-huh. not good.
2: Well, selling drugs, you made more money than cans all that day. It was
3: no good. wasn't good. How come? Because. For what? So I people for once. And, you know, I always had to look over my shoulder. Yeah. It was no good. When was that? Five well,
2: years ago. What kind of drug was it?
3: Oh, that is the worst drug. What was that? Nobody should ever have.
2: Which one was that? The
3: one that hit the 80s. That's Crack. enough of that. Crack. That's was, a that was bad
2: boy. So tell me, what would you like to be doing? Is this your favorite thing to be Manscaping. doing?
3: Landscaping landscaping and renovating houses.
2: You get to do any of that?
3: Not yet. I'm still looking.
2: You're hoping to do that? Yeah. Now, are you happy when doing your bottles all day?
3: Well, you know, it's, like I said, once again, fresh air. You yeah. know, I take my time, you know, stretch you feel my legs like making a little, the world exercise, a little... Helping, the earth, helping the earth out, helping Mother Earth.
2: So the part I can't figure out is, how can you eat on 5 or $10 a day?
3: Well, modest, modest belly. Uh-huh. You know, I'm modest I have modest stuff.
2: And I noticed I you got bad. a McCoff you went to to McDonald's this morning. No. What'd you get?
3: No, soda,
2: a water. What kind of soda?
3: Water, soda.
2: You didn't get breakfast? No, I
3: didn't get breakfast. When do you eat? Well, I end up getting lunch So I eat maybe a little
2: soup. Where do you get, get that?
3: Soup. I'll get it from and Shop. Uh-huh.
2: You know,
3: get a little sandwich. So they, what happened this
2: morning? Anything interesting? Well You started at six.
3: Yeah,
2: I right. started. And you how many blocks you've got? About four blocks? Yeah, where'd you find these bottles?
3: Around some some on the ground, some, you know, just on on on, on the
2: grass. Uh-huh. And um any other tips you got for people who want to pick up bottles? Do you see other people who do it?
3: Well, you can always go to the people you know because a lot of times they, they get cases of water, you know, and just have them save them for you.
2: Oh yeah, Do people saying, say for like,
3: Instead of just throwing them away, I'll put them in the bag for you or whatever. And maybe you come by and pick them up the, once a week. You, you have know. regulars, in other words. Yeah, so people wait for yeah, Kent. Sometimes one of my uh, friends, his aunt, she looks out for me. And she's where's that? Her, just everybody's around the corner.
2: Did she see years. her today or different? I didn't
3: see her today?
0: I seen her uh maybe day before yesterday.
2: So Babs, you have any questions for Kent? Weeks,
0: whatever. So are you out in all kinds of weather? Like what what yes, will keep you yes. from not doing it?
3: Yes, yeah, the rainy day, snowy day, you know, warm, cold.
0: You're going to Got to keep
3: your hands covered with gloves. Yeah. And today's warm. Yeah. It's it's supposed to hit
2: 60. What do you windy. think about this? Some days have been warm these days. I would
3: love the winter weather to hit. I know guys don't like that, but that's the money maker.
2: Oh yeah, talking about I that. Need
3: that for the shoveling.
2: So, oh, you shovel?
3: Yeah. So you know, everybody else would rather it be dry. I need that because
2: that's a couple of extra dollars. So it's been harder this. Yeah, Let me ask you something.
3: really modest, modest winter.
2: Can you make more money shoveling in an hour than getting cans all day?
3: Possibly. Like, yeah, how much yeah, do you I, get when you shovel? Oh, $25, $30, maybe.
2: And do you ever make that in bottles?
3: It's once, yeah. once in a while.
2: So you want the snow? I
3: would love the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody would mad at me right now. But I would love
2: what you I do. <laughs> Anything else, Babs, for Kent?
0: No, I, I I, appreciate you out there. It's nice to meet somebody uh, who is out there taking care of the earth.
2: And now you're taking a break now for how long?
0: Uh, well, as soon as we
3: finish, I'll get up and get on my way.
2: And why did you take the break? you just tie a little for soda? Sit
3: for a second just take it in. Bask yeah. it all in.
2: Okay, Babs, well, this is Paul and Kent. Signing off on Word on the Street at WNHH's Love Babs Love Talk, New Haven's home for community radio.
0: Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, that was sweet. See, you get to learn something. Now, when I see him out there, I'll speak. I'll say, I'll look for him. Not when I see him, I'll look for him. You know, so all the people that are doing that are not scary people. They're not crazy. They're not trying to harm you. they out collecting bottles in a very nice way and doing uh, doing some good work for the earth, you know, and and picking up a little bit of money. So, God bless him. That's a very nice... And as much bottles and stuff that I have in my house, I probably should be leaving them out in a bag for people so they can just... So they don't have to sift through recycling. You know? So... That's a good word on the street, and it is warm today. It's going to be sixty degrees today. I I, I think people will lose their mind if winter comes back with a vengeance, <laughs> like like if it just shows up with snow and ice and all the things. But right now we gotta take we gotta take this Virginia winter. We gotta take it, and uh, and we're gonna like it. So for me, you know, in my mind, when I think about the weather like this. I feel like if it's going to be an early spring and it's feeling like it's shaping up to be an early spring, that means it could be a long summer. And I would love a long summer. I would, I would love a long summer so I could wear sandals and uh, because, you know, last summer was the first summer post-surgery that I was able to sort of, you know, uh, put on a sandal, not, not my, not, you know, a high heel sand or any, but a slide. And my mobility was the beginning of better mobility last summer. So this summer, it's going to be on and popping. So I'm just saying. So I'm just thinking if it's going to be a warm spring, it makes me think (laughs) that we all have a long summer and I would love a long summer. Wouldn't you? Although I I got to sit for the LSAT in June, and I'm I'm this LSAT is kicking my butate. Oh Lord! I just want a good score, like I really want a great score, and uh, I've got to curtail my activities. So I think at March I, I'll be shut down for real. I won't be able to. I'm not gonna go to stuff. I'm not attending stuff. Like I'm really going to just, uh, I'm just going to shut it all down because uh, this is critical for me and uh, and I want to I do this. So uh, I think there's only one thing in March that I plan on checking out, and that is uh, uh, Jonathan Berryman, uh, The Six Degrees of Separation Through Music. Uh, That starts March 1st. He's going to be my guest. I think he's my guest next week so that we could talk about this exhibit. I'm excited. I think he's my guest. I got to go back and double check. But I know he's coming. Uh, Since my calendar changed, I lost so many things. It's just annoying to me. I mean, it really is annoying. (laughs) I think Harry, when you sent the calendar and I accepted it, it knocked out all the other things off my calendar uh, and pertaining to the show. Because I used to just have the my show part, and then the Zoom part would be second. But now I think it's all one thing, and uh, oh, it is just a pain. It's just a pain. So it knocked out all the other things. So now I have to go back and uh, figure out when did I when people are on but anyway march i'm dialing it all back because i gotta i've got a sprint to the finish line for this lsat and work on some other things and i've got so many uh, uh, balls in the air i don't want them to crash out my head (laughs) so uh i hear back from the divinity school in march and uh, whatever the outcome i'm gonna be fine i mean it's going to be fine. If I don't get into law school, fine. I mean, nothing, I mean, at this point in my life, nothing, nothing breaks me. Nothing crushes me. Nothing, you know, stops me from pursuing things. It just, it just, it just moves me in another direction, which is fine. So, you know, it's all good. I'm, I'm going to move forward. And, you know, I'd like to spend more time reading, less time going and doing stuff. I think I've, I think I've done a lot. I mean, I'm still going to go to theater. I'm still going to go to music stuff, you know, but all the other things, I think I'm going to take a pass on parties and stuff like that. You know, I think I'm going to take a real pass on, um, you know, and I, I am making recommitting myself to, to my health. Uh, That's, that's the goal for March. Um, that is the goal moving forward as I march to 60. uh, I've got some tangible goals that I like to hit. So, I mean, you know, there we are. Uh, I'm not out here chasing weather balloons. (laughs) I'm no Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is that her name? I'm not running around with balloons. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Uh, I'm not on the front lines and in Ukraine. I'm not, I'm not helping dig out people in Syria and Turkey. So I got time. I got time. I got time. I got time. So I'll just do, I'll do the best I can. I'll do the very best that I can. And, uh and hopefully uh it'll be enough. It definitely will be enough. So I went to bed last night. I was, uh, I was super tired. I really was super tired. I didn't get up this mo- morning to study, and the only reason why I didn't get up this morning to study is because I've got one-on-one time. I got homework to do, and then I got one-on-one time uh, with my uh, with the with the coach, with the LSAT coach. So, um, so I was like, oh, there's no point in me studying this morning when I I've got an hour with him, and I got homework to do. So, because that would have just given me else that overload and the paper is put to bed. So Thursday is giving me a little bit more freedom to sort of uh to sort of uh catch up and do some things. And then tomorrow's Friday. And you know I treat Thursdays like my Friday. So 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 it's not a heavy lift. And I've got stuff to do. I'm meeting with some folks tomorrow and you know I think it's supposed to rain this afternoon and blah 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 blah. So you know, there's a lot going. There's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on. There's always so much going on. But I'm I'm not stacking my my uh, I'm not stacking my march up. I'm I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I've got you know the early part of the month. You know, you've got uh, I've got board commitments and such. But beyond that, you know uh and then and then I'm away in March for storyteller's week I'm away from the thirteenth through the seventeenth and uh I'm at storyteller's week and I'm looking forward to that and then i'm and then I'm back on Friday so back back on Friday back into it uh um and uh and i i'll 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 just be doing the thing. So, uh there's a lot going on. There's a lot. I'm here for it. I I am. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And uh I just hope that this weather holds out and gives us what we want. Uh, I like it. It's a it's a little weird. I I will admit. It's it's freaky because we have not had I mean we've had A little bit of cold, but, you know, for the most part, it's been warm. You know, we have like, we'd have like two days of, you know, ridiculously cold weather and then shoot back up to 50 degrees and then another round of like 30-ish, 40-ish weather and then right back a week of 50, 60-degree weather. So, you know, we'll just take it, we'll just take it, just take it as we get it. You know we'll just take it as as we get it. So so yeah. So um uh that's it. <laughs> that's that's the world in which I live in right now. That is the world in which I live in. Uh I'm just trying to study uh trying to think what I watched until that made any sense that was any good. Uh let's see I watched um What is it? Uh, A Million Little Lies or whatever it is. Uh, So I've been watching that. I think this is the last season for it. So I watched that. Uh, Let's see. I I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to think all the stuff that I've been trying to catch up. I've I've been going to bed, like falling asleep because I've been tired getting up at five o'clock. And then, you know, I did an extra tour with uh, with uh, Sienna, taking her to school this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, today was my last day taking her, taking her to school. And today was pajama day. I, I, I've just, you know, I, last week was my last week, but her mom asked me if I could kick it another week. And I was like, absolutely. You know, it's nice taking a little kid to school, particularly, you know, it's not a heavy lift. Pick up, talk to her in the car, and drop her off. You know, because I'm thinking 30, 20 years from now, I'll be on my way. Off this planet, right? I, I, well, I'll be on my way. I'll be, I'll be winding down the rest of my life, and she is, will be just amping up the rest of her life. And so, um, so it's a nice, it's a, if it, you know, when I'm with her, or when I'm with children, it really does feel like I'm touching the future. It really does feel like I, I am, I am touching the future. And, uh, and that just blows my mind, you know, because I'm not going to you know, she's six years old. I'm about to be 60 years old. Uh, I'm not going to see her turn 50. Do you know what I mean? Or see her, I, I don't think I'll even see her turn 30. So, uh, you know, that's just where it is. So uh, I, I, I bet I could see her graduate high school, but beyond that, <laughs> college, it's unlikely. Um, and I'm not... Listen, I'm not trying to check out. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to cast a spell to get me out of here. I just understand time and longevity and 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 you know when people pass. So like Raquel Welch just passed away at 82. Beautiful woman, 82. I mean, we've just been losing, we lose people every day. People die every day. That's, you know, that's that we we accept that. Um, but, but when I'm around children, I just feel like I'm touching the future. And, uh, I I like it, even though I don't really care to spend a lot of time with children, (laughs) I guess, because I've raised children and I'm like, you know, and not just my children, but, you know, I remember being, you know, my, the first children that I learned about were my nieces and nephews. Uh, they, they were the first children, uh, that I spent time with. And, and grew to love and cared for. And then my own children. Uh, so uh so yeah I yes but you know taking Sienna to school every day is just just brings it back to me that she is the future and uh and we're both in the here and now. And at some point she's going to move forward and I'm not. You know, and uh and that i don't I don't say that sadly or in a unhappy state. I say it with a clear understanding that that there's a circle of life, and we all we all come, we all leave, you know, and you better make you better try to make the best that you can in these moments with people and and places, you know. And I'm not listen don't take this message for me to say stay in some bad situations. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not suggesting people stay in bad situations or things that don't serve them or things that break their heart or things that don't feel good or things that you have to work ridiculously hard to even maintain. That I'm I'm not suggesting people do that kind of stupid stuff. Because at the end of the day, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, damn, I wasted a lot of time on some mess. I wasted a lot of time. And I, I don't want anybody to say that. And I'm not saying it. And I just, you know, if it doesn't serve you, get out of it. If it makes you unhappy, get out of it. I, you can love people all you want. We all love people. I don't know anybody who doesn't love somebody. You know, but even that has its limits. And love is limitless. But our capacity for things and endurance of things, particularly things that are hurt, is not, um, just not, is, is not limitless. <laughs> just not limitless. Love is limitless. You can love people and not deal with them, not have to be in their everyday practical lives. You can love them from afar. You can love them and not be attached to them. You know, I love lots of people that I'm never going to be attached to again. Again, you know, uh, there are lots of people that I love that they need to stay over there. You know, and genuinely. And then there are people who I've loved that I will never love again. There's that. I think I think those are real things. I I don't I don't believe that once you love somebody, you will always love them. I, I don't. I don't aspire to that. I don't ascribe to that. I don't think that's true. I think you can love people in the moments that you love them and then circumstance, behavior, actions, whatever, you can not love them anymore. But that does not mean that you wish them ill or anything. That, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that, you know, that, that part of the story is is a foregone conclusion (laughs) it's over (laughs) i mean that's that's what i'm saying so you can wish people well without you don't have to hate them and now there are some people that i absolutely hate hate is a legitimate emotion people misunderstand hate people get consumed by hate i'm neither consumed by hate or, or or driven by hate or led by hate. I, that's not my thing. There are people I genuinely hate. hate and uh, uh but it doesn't consume me. I don't spend my time plotting and scheming against them. I don't spend my time thinking about how much I hate them. I acknowledge that I hate them and I keep it moving. you know but that's just my own self assuredness you know, my own self-actualization. And I know people were listening are like, oh, you can't, hate is a bad thing. I, th- there's no emotion that's a bad emotion if you allow it to run and ruin your life. Hate doesn't ruin or run my life. I know what its place is. I know what its power is. It, hate runs, runs, does not run my life. But I understand what hate is. And I have some hatred for some people. That's it. I have a great deal more love because for me, love is a bigger emotion. You know, hate, hate is a small, a small piece of the bigger, of the pie. It's a small piece. Hate, indifference, you know, those are all real emotions. I don't dismiss them. I do not dismiss the emotions that are, that people think are unacceptable or you have to sort of work through or whatever. They're Legitimate emotions feel them and then put them in their proper place and perspective so that it is not driving you so it's not running your life and ruining your life you know i i don't nothing i have nothing has that kind of power and and the moment that i think it does is the moment that i reorient myself quickly and like okay i i don't like things that can 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 control me in that way I just I don't I'm not good at that stuff and and it bothers me if I if I can't do if I can't kick a habit or I can't it you know and I don't I don't mean like it bothers me like it I'm consumed by it no it just means I acknowledge it and then I reorient I reorient myself and put it in its proper place so that it doesn't drive me because you could you think you know, emotions are very powerful. We can be consumed by love, hate. We can be consumed by jealousy, um, desperation, uh, indifference. Um, uh, all those things can are are quite controlling. And and if people don't have the wherewithal to sort of uh, 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 put that stuff in its proper place, you 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 get people who are out of their bag crazy about you know things or manic or all these things I, I i i i'm not i i recognize and i learned this early on to to put things that it's in in their perspective you know so so yeah no I, my capacity for love is infinite huge i'm always baffled by it but 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 at the same time my self preservation is infinite too. <laughs> I don't just love people for the sake of loving them, and they treat me like trash. Nope, 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 no, nope. no. That's that's not the message I want you to walk away with. That's not it. <laughs> no, and and we all have our own. We all have our own threshold for self preservation. You know, as I say with my girlfriends, what you're not gonna do. What we not gonna do? See, that's the threshold. The what we not gonna do threshold. And uh, and, uh, and 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 I I I think I pride myself on a great deal of clarity. And sometimes, and I and I've seen this in my own experiences. Sometimes I don't trust the clarity that that is presented in front of me, and and I wish it to be something else. Or I try to, you know, and I do very little of that, but you know, I I try to, I try to sort of make, well, you know, I try to maybe it, well, maybe I'm, I'm being a little, whatever, maybe I'm, and then, but then when I, when I walk through the paces, I'm like, no, this, I clearly see what this is. (laughs) I can wish it was something else, but it's not, And, and it hurts. And so I have to remove the hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to remove the hurt. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday about a situation that I that I'm in. I broke up with somebody. broke up We broke up. Then we got back together. We're friends. We're always going to be friends. Always, forever friends. And I don't say that lightly. But the day to day interaction and and the intimacy is ending. And I was trying to figure out how whatever. But then I was with this person Saturday, and I. And I could feel myself falling into the same pattern of longing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is not good for me. Like this is no good for me at this level. It served me because I needed it to serve me because it it healed me and it, and it brought so many gifts, but now it doesn't serve me. Now it hurts. Now it just hurts. And, uh, and 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 so, I, you know, when I look at it with the with the right sort of clarity, I'm like, I, I got to remove myself from this because it doesn't, it doesn't, and there's no amount of open discussion or whatever. That that's not what's needed. What is needed is. I have to preserve myself, and say, this, is not serving me anymore, and. It has to change. But change requires a disconnect and then a reorientation and then maybe a a reconnection of some sort. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So, but but the point that I'm making is I have great clarity. And when I lean into trusting my clarity, amazing things happen. When I don't trust my clarity and I don't trust my own heart and mind, then I'm dragged. <laughs> I'm dragged. And, and I think a lot of people get used to being dragged because being dragged allows them to feel something. I'm not a feelingless person. You know what I mean? Like, you know how people cut themselves, and you know teenagers and stuff. I had kids cut themselves, teenagers because they want to feel something. I'm not. I'm not that. I've long since give giving up being numb. I've not been numb in 30 years. So I I don't. That's not my deal. So I don't need to be dragged in order to feel. I I feel very well. Thank you very much. (laughs) And it's because I feel that I don't want to be dragged further. So I, I can, I can get off of this. I can, I can stop this. And, and there, and, and, and that's real. That is a, that's a very real thing. And, and I, I you know, and we go through these paces, at least I do. It's like, am I, be, am I overreacting? Am I just being an asshole? Am I just being, what am I being? Is this? Am I being rude by jealousy? Am I being rude by uh, being possessive? Am I being manipulative? Am I being? I, and I and I listen. That's the only way you walk in truth. When you when you when you run down the laundry list of things that it could be, and then you examine what those things could be, and if none of those things are true, you move on to the next thing. And at some point, you get to it. You know, people don't people don't want to own when they're being manipulative. People don't want to own when they're being assholes. People don't want to own when they're being possessive. People don't want to own when they're being mean spirited because they always want to present this this face of goodness out there. You know, I I, I don't I don't carry no such desire. I, if I'm being manipulative, I own that I'm being manipulative. Now I don't have to announce to the world that I'm being manipulative, but from for my own heart and mind. I've got to dissect that and see where's what is the truth here? What is the truth? And then, if I am being manipulative, then I have to stop it. you know that's that's how you do that inner work, man. You know, you cannot be just constantly building yourself up with wonderful accolades like you're like you're the best thing since Christ and white bread. No, you've got to do that shadow work. <laughs> You got to know. You have to know all the parts of yourself—the good and the bad and the ugly and the, and all the things. You have to. You have to do it. So when it shows up, you can deal with it. You can deal with it. And uh, and I just prefer to be truthful at this point in my life. So when I see when I see something in me that I don't like, I acknowledge it, and then I then I can deal with it. But if I if I keep bs myself then all i do is bs into the world i i don't want that i I just don't want that you know i try not to be harsh uh but sometimes harsh is required you know i'm not a mean person i'm capable of being mean uh you know i've been an asshole more times than i care to count keep track of uh but those are i mean those are the things these are the things that make us human and i don't i don't shy away from the parts of myself that are unattractive or that might give people pause you know and and i'm not one of these people that believes that everybody's gonna dig what i talk about i know they don't you know i think my good fortune is is that i know enough people i've made enough friendships in my life where it outweighs some of that stuff you know I'm sure there are people all around the place who speak ill of me. I, and listen, ain't a damn thing I could do about that. <laughs> nothing, not a damn thing. But I also know at the same time, see, I can't focus on that because that that's more of being dragged and I, and there's nothing you could do about that. Nothing. So this is what I know. There are more people who speak my name in places and spaces that do me good and are blessings than I even know. Because blessings keep showing up. <laughs> and I know it's because people are speaking my name and praise in spaces. That's it. I don't I don't got, I don't, and I operate from a place of I don't have nothing to lose. I don't have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. Nothing. To lose. nothing. I have nothing to lose. So I so I show up the way I show up in my authentic self. You know, I work for people who appreciate that I'm my authentic self. That's it. I don't I don't punch a clock. I don't have to get around a table and make nice with people. I don't have to do any of that. I've done that. I don't have to do it now. So I'm just saying, <laughs> know your know your dark side. <laughs> Get to know your dark side. Get to know the, what you are capable of. I don't think people like it because it makes them nervous. <laughs> I know what I'm capable of. I can tell you what I've done. I can tell you what I can do. I can tell you what I will do again. I, I know it. So, you know, act accordingly. Just act accordingly. Know your dark side. You know, know your dark If you're not truthful, And you want to be truthful. I tell my kids, you don't want to be a liar. Stop lying. (laughs) That's the only way. That's the only way you cannot be a liar. I stop lying. (laughs) That's it. There's no, there's no magic to that. You don't want to lie to people. Stop lying to people. I don't lie to people. I tell you straight up. I now I, what I will do is I try to figure out a way based on the situation to tell the truth in ways that is that it is kind. Kind. Because I, I, I think kind we don't we're not kind enough in the world, particularly when we start talking about telling truth. We're not kind. So I try to I try to always crouch things in kindness, soften my voice, soften my stance. I start with kindness. You can tell the truth and be kind. I don't understand why people think they got to do some hard truth telling. You can hard truth tell kindly. <laughs> people take great pleasure in being mean. <laughs> i like, people be mean like they paid to be mean. Like, like villains is, is the goal. Like I don't want to be a villain, you know. I don't want to be the villain. And even when I'm hurt, I try to err on the side of kindness with people. Even if people hurt me, I still try to stand in the space of kindness because it serves me. It serves me as a human. It just serves me. So I just, you know, get to know yourselves, people. No, no, get just take, tell the truth. Look at, and you don't got to tell it to a whole bunch of people. Just stand in the mirror and tell it to yourself. You know, yesterday I was this, yesterday is that. Today I'm going to be better. You know, I know I was I, I was manipulative twenty years ago. I was this twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. You know, my last marriage, I was this. You know, I wasn't truthful. I was a liar. I was a cheat. You know, you tell you tell your own story to yourself and tell it with all the warts and the ugliness, so that you could come up out of it, and then you can craft a new narrative, tell yourself a new story, and live into that story differently, you know, than it was. That's the fear. People people think people can see them and people can't see you. Anyway, are we taking a break, Harry? I'm going to go take a break. I'll be back at 1015 with uh, Ron Thomas, my BFF from CCM, and Patty Russo, my great love from the Campaign School of Yale. They are doing the mashup. They're doing a two-day training. So so if y'all want to run for office, y'all want to tune in. 1015, tune in. They're going to give you the, the rundown on the low down, on the hold down. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
4: While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
1: Say it, say it. Oh say it. If you feel that comfortable You ain't gotta go nowhere You ain't gotta go nowhere
5: Wanted, so make you want it, so show me you want it I say that to- you want so show me your point, and I say that to say this to you, let's do what we came here to do.
4: Like Ice Cube, your wide America I got some real bad news, me and my about to open up some old black schools I ain't Jacob But wake up baby I drop jewels On young tights To keep their business tight Like kites core jewels Apologize uh, I highly refuse When it's cool <laughs> you yeah, when I choose To use the word again, Referring to my black brothers and sisters When y'all really want me to mistreat My Miss like Mr. like Raw I just want y'all to follow the leader When Whitey want me to be the like silly Sealy Toe Hoppo to do the Sophia Leave the color purple Bruises on a complexion Need to give her Everlasting love affection with every inch of my enormous direction in a midsection in producing positive pregnancy tests I bring the drama like some of Osama suicide bombers pose like a comma as I preach to teach truth like Dalai Lama overcome like Obama offer from a prima donna looking for a shorty from the hood with the heart of Osama. influential like a nephew in his martyr big papa hook up the mic to the head of scholar drop a paragraph of power on the miss so just shut up and listen to what I'm spitting the price of admission to it show that of a college tuition listen to the lyrical lecture from PA to professor putting listeners to the test in the second semester scholarship for my future scholars It's in the hood bringing home honors but can't come up with the dollars and the earning for the higher learning it's like an eternal flame you're in my heart that stays burning Martin Luther King had a dream better yet a vision to give the youth the opportunity to make a decision in a life mission giving your mommy's ambition to wanna be more than a dancer in a video vision pop told me you can't analyze but don't idolize enough but that cat, Mike Jack, was a bad motherfucker And enemy James Brown was a bad soul brother AKRS KRS told me about the, the streets,
6: streets. Hard this concrete, all I see is blood-stained white sheets Say they somebody dying is bringing he like the iron And you ain't got that beef, they clappin' freaking for iron All I hear is Simon's. Pray I ain't taking another loss Life came with a course and we all pay it Names engraved claim the graves that we layin' They gon' tell you they love you Won't tell you when they was hatin' And them say niggas that's gon' fake it Until they make it The rest of us out here gon' get it Cause we gon' take it Don't tell me what you got Tell me how you got it, that ain't the life you live So how you figure you bought it, I'ma be built till I die You say the same and I doubt it, you let the hype gas you up I'm high regardless without it, never been the type to brag But I got this in the bag, and I'm trying, boy, the fuck out for it I should never had, and my dad a bigger crib, mama better way to live My sister the comfortability and not needing these nigs Build me a house up on the mountain, it's a Make a see-through just to walk around, but naked in that I deserve it all the time I put in hustling and grinding for ends can't tell me I don't deserve it. All the time I put in hustling and grinding for ends can't tell me I don't deserve it. For eight time I fought tears, feeling alone all these years, fighting and facing my fears, can't tell me I don't deserve it. For the time I fought tears, feeling alone all these years, fighting and facing my fears, can't tell me I will deserve it. For night I stayed up with a pain in my gut, cold wind in my strut, don't know where I'm going, but I'm going and night, looking back. Could only blame. Myself, thinking only if I could have took it back I've been stupid I've been foolish but I'm growing so improvement if I got something to prove then I'm proving it to myself that no matter how hard it get I'ma play the cards that I dealt go hard for what I felt but I'm feeling like killing anything in my path don't nothing last too long even the pain stay strong till I'm under the grave and gone gotta get right for a time I did wrong for any night I sat up like we off descended all got up for May 4 standing tall never gave up leave it to them to try to make it seem like they made us cuz they be Showing love to disguise the fact that they haters been in the game too long, nerve them to try to play us, MVP, most valid position, I'm comfortable wherever they couldn't fit in. You could have all the riches and be dead, broken, need a fixin', tell me what's your intentions, why they tryin' to change sneakers, I'm tryin' to change the conditions, I deserve, I deserve it. it. All the time I put in, hustlin' and grindin' for ends, can't tell me I don't deserve it. For the time I put in, hustling and grinding for ends can't tell me I don't deserve it. For every time I fought tears, feeling alone all these years, fighting and facing my fears, can't tell me I don't deserve it. For all the time I fought tears, feeling alone all these years, fighting and facing my fears, can't tell me I don't deserve it. I deserve it. Can't tell me I don't deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it Uh,
5: when I was 16 I was really in the streets I was really in the spot? Trap phone, bring it every pocket, got a knot Water whipping Yola got me whipping off the lot I line auntie keep the extra, she gon' scrape it out the pot Woo! Couple hitters with me, but you know I got my own strength we up my numbers, cause the feds be tryna phone tap Digging, ain't a hundred, so you gotta watch your own back And then my name tatted on the piece so I own that Shorty wants some Quavo, I don't do the whole sec I do what I want, to and you do what these horse say Fuck like a porn star, sexy tryna role play How you wanna feel, nigga, and you ain't bustin' no you ain't making plays, my nigga, what goddamn. I've been waiting on this moment since they let me out the camp. Watch them just get excited when the nigga in hit the stage. I'm the only young boy acting older than my age. Cause when I was 16, I was really in the streets. When I was 16, I was really in the streets. duckin' and make When I was 16, I was really in the streets. When I was 16, I was really in the I was breaking down the ball. Ripped three times, now it's time to hit the mall Fuck don't me pull up, I'm just waiting on the call Got a telly full of distance and I'm trying to fuck them all Shorty started twerking off the Henny and Patron shots N***a chicken talking real estate, I can move my own block Dimes look like twenties, watch the fiends get the rushing We gon' knock them out of shoes, with my shooter, get the drum. Shorty threw the number, I ain't even get the name But a shorty picture perfect, I could beat it at the frame They call me bragging right and I'm the realest in the game Started busting traps and they ain't nothing with the same You ain't fucking yeah, on the main right. Please step on my J's. Please step on my, 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 my in the line all day. I've been trapping all night. Getting fresh all year. trapping on the main right. Please step on my J's. Rocking my 1s in my fades. Rocking my 2s and my waves. Rocking my 3s and my shades. Ferrari 4s open phase. New 5s out today. New 6s all gray. Course is 50 they stay. Might as well just wait. Might as well just just wait ma 7 one
0: Chairs when the music stops. I don't know if I should come in and he's gonna play the theme music or what's happening. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. Today, I get to talk to my best (laughs) friends, Patty Russo from Mm -hmm. the campaign school at Yale. (laughs) Hi, honey, and my very best best friend, Ron Thomas from CCM, with that Mm -hmm. beautiful view behind him showing Mm -hmm. off.
7: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello. Hello, good morning.
0: And so, you know, they're back, everybody, because uh, this collaboration that they started, I don't know, how long has it been, three years? Four this years? is our third year. Third year. So they so they got together, hashed up this collaboration between CCN, which is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities, which is, I, I would say, the lobbying arm of municipalities that buy into their services. And the campaign school at Yale. Somehow or other, they got together over drinks and said, hey, we should get together and <laughs> There's some training of folks who want to run for office. And we've got some, some information and skill sets that we could give to people. And the campaign school, this is what they do. And so it was a match made in heaven, and it's three years old. How are y'all doing?
7: Better now. Oh, Ron, you're on mute.
0: I'll unmute you.
8: We'll <laughs> <laughs> so definitely do that. Hey, I, I'm doing well myself, Babs. How about you?
0: Listen, I'm happy that y'all are still doing this relationship. I think, I think this is one of my favorite pairings in town. Uh, It makes a whole lot of sense. Like it really is. So, so, all right. So Patty, tell us the history of this before we get into the dates and all the training stuff. Uh,
7: You know, Ron, I can't even remember how we got initially connected uh, but um, Ron reached out um, and said, you know we're really uh, you know, we're really interested in collaborating with you. We want to do um, we want to learn more about your one day training. We think it would be a you know, a great idea for us to you know put our heads together and offer a training for people of color who are interested in in running for office or working on a campaign or learning how to be more effectively civically engaged in their communities. And I think that was the beginning of this roller coaster ride of ours, Ron. Correct?
8: Yeah, yeah. That, that that's basically it. Um, you know, we we have been looking around and seeing that there were, um, you know, there was uh, underrepresentation uh, among people of color in uh, in uh, local office, and uh, wanted to do something about it. And after doing some uh, thinking about it, we said an investigation. We didn't find anything that was uh, particular to uh, trying to train Connecticut uh, uh, local officials of color. And then, but we knew about the Yale campaign and the the Yale school. And we said, we've got this great international resource right here in our neighborhood. Let's uh, talk to them and see if we can persuade them to be a part of this initiative. So it's two days, one day focuses on the Yale Campaign School and all of its great uh, um, presenters and how to run for a campaign. And, you know, really gives you sage advice from the people who've been there. Babs, you know about it because you participated in our first, our very first uh, training. Yes, where are over 100 people uh, attended both uh, days. And then the second day focuses more on, um, you know, the running of towns and, uh, um, the do's and don'ts from people on city councils uh, in Connecticut and boards and commissions in Connecticut. And it also deals with the local parties. And uh, we've got two party leaders, local party leaders, and we're asking them, how do you really get involved on the local level? So uh, what we think is we're offering uh, real opportunities for people who want to get involved to help out their child and children or or there's a cause that they're real concerned about. They really don't know how to get involved, and we're going to give them a couple of paths to uh, getting involved and being more active in the community.
0: And and these trainings are free. Like
8: it, are,
0: you do them for free.
8: It free and virtual.
7: Yeah. There's
8: great combinations nowadays. <laughs> that uh, you know we're offering uh, um, you know the, the uh, services of the world-renowned uh, Yale Campaign School. That people around the world pay for, you're getting it free, <laughs> as as well as you know you don't have to uh, leave your home. Everybody has uh, you know busy lives and, and that sort of thing, and, and uh, we're making it making it as convenient as we can for people by uh, you know allowing you to sit in your favorite chair in your <laughs> living room and and get all this great information, and it's fun and informative. I like it. So, Patty, what are the dates this year?
7: Our date for our workshop um, is Saturday, February 25th. So it's coming up. It's less than 10 days. Uh, You can go on our Facebook page and our website, which is tcsel.org, to sign up. I know you can go to CCM as well to sign up and register for free. You can come for one day or two days. Uh, We hope you come for both because they really do work so well together. You know, you get the training the first day, so you're all revved up and you're like, hey, maybe I can do this. And then the second day, which, you know, I'll have Ron talk about is just so exciting because there's so many amazing leaders um, who are, are speaking about, on that day about the importance of, um, of, of jumping in, you know, getting up, getting, getting up and, and raising your hand and jumping in and making a difference.
0: I love it. So, talk a little bit about um, the the folks that come. Who are the people that sign up for this? Because I mean, it's been quite successful. Because you keep doing it. So, mm-hmm. tell me about the people that show up and and what exactly are they looking for?
8: Well, we we go to uh, do it, uh, Patty. I'll, I'll start off perhaps, yeah. but we go through a great link to uh, to attract a wide variety of people. I mean, there there are people who who are uh, who hear about us through a radio ad uh, and just sign up. There are people who hear about us through, through Patty's organization, through CCM's uh, um, network of municipal officials, through uh, local NAACP chapters, various organizations for uh, people of color. So there's a wide range of people, a wide, wider uh, um, variety of people. And uh, again, we usually get about a hundred uh, each day, which is which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, what we do is try to provide them with the tools that they need to make a decision about um, being involved in, in the community through running for public office or serving on a board or commission. You've done both, Babs. You've uh, <laughs> <laughs>
7: she's done it all.
8: Yes, yes. We <laughs> this, uh, years ago, decades ago. But but, but uh, he would be the kind of person that we would want as a presenter to tell people about how it's done and how you can um, see, and kind of cross that bridge between, um, you know, seeing uh, other people do it and then seeing yourself as being the person who can't do it and giving them the, you know, just the knowledge and the information and the, the advice from people like Babs who've uh, gone through it and who've done it and, and how they've run their campaigns and how it is to be in a uh, um, local elected office and uh, you know, the challenges and how to overcome those challenges. And sometimes, frankly, the challenges are more uh, intense uh, for people of color. Mm. So, Patty, I I did, talk- oh, go ahead, I'm
0: sorry, uh, I in. just
7: want to applaud CCM for being in this with us for the long haul. Um, you know, this is not you know, a what hit, what one hit wonder kind of thing. It's just not. And Babs, you know, because you're one of our rock star grads, you know how long we've been at it, right? This is a, we'll be seating our twenty eighth class and our oh my gosh twenty eight years our premier five day training at Yale Law School. We're back on campus. I'll have to come back another day to talk about that, Babs. But we're so excited after three long years of you know virtual training, we are actually back on the Yale Law School campus for the first time the week of June twelfth. But this is the kind of thing that it takes intention and thought. And, you know, knowing that, you know, we need to make a long-term commitment to this. This isn't going to happen overnight. Why isn't going? Isn't it going to happen overnight? Why are we still at this, right? And so CCM understands that and appreciates that. And we're so grateful to have CCM as a partner in the long haul because it's just going, oh, this is great. It's yeah. just going to take more than one year two years three years you know i'm looking at ron for forever you know I mean, <laughs> we're recording this right i mean that's yes. what it's going to take and you know what we do talk about at the top of our hour every year is why does it take so long what is going on what is going to make the difference well programs like these will make the difference you start seeing traction because suddenly people of color saying, Hey, why not me? Women of color, right? Are coming to the 5J. Hey, why not me? They see themselves as leaders for the first time. We live in a society where the political structure was not created for women and people of color to succeed. That's the bottom line. That's why it's so hard and it's taking so long. So as you know, Babs our structure was created for white men to succeed. And you know what? They've done really well. Well, here we are, um, or it was not created for us to succeed. You know, early on when I started this work, um, you know, right after our year of the woman in 1992, um, you know, no one exactly thought it was a great idea for a woman to run for office at any level. And oftentimes back then, it was a scapegoat situation when they couldn't find anybody, i.e., a white male, to to um to run for office. That's when they looked to women. That's when they look to people of color. Oh, we'll just ask, we'll just ask her. We'll just ask her to do what it'll be, you know, knowing she doesn't have her prayer, that kind of thing. Well, those days are over and that's changing, but it's taking time. And again, this is the path to success. This is the way in which. We fill the pipeline with America, right, and make sure our our country and our leadership and our country looks like us.
8: I love that's it. Essential, not only with, that, with uh, not only with, with any organization and any company, I think, but but especially when it comes to government, when, when you're using uh, the taxpayers' money to to uh, provide services. The, the greater uh, representation you have among uh, 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 the, the people as well as their background and experiences. I mean, the better the community is, and the better the laws are and the policies of the community. I, I would say too that, um, you know, Patty's absolutely right about taking the long-term investment uh, approach. We're not getting out of this anytime soon. Uh, and we expect to, um, we eventually see the fruits of our labor. It's going to take uh, several years for uh, people to actually run. We have, we have had a couple of people uh, who've uh, attended actually run for office. So we are making strides. But one thing I want people to uh, think about, too, is that, again, what we're going to show you is uh, uh, some options. You can either run for office, be involved in a campaign or serve on a local border or commission. There are a variety of ways to be involved and that you have um, uh, you have been a leader, perhaps if not realized that you've been a leader. You know, someone who's running a household with, um, with, with four kids and juggling work and, and <laughs> you're great leadership. And you uh, go to school to advocate for your child, I mean, those are things that, that a leader does. So a lot of people, I want them to know that they come to the table. Having already done a lot and we just want to give you an avenue to uh, to take to be able to realize some of your personal uh, goals and the goals you have for children and the goals you have for the family and community. Can I just say too, by the way, the day two is March 4th. It's uh, a week after day one. And again, we're going to be featuring uh, some state and local officials. We're going to have uh, people like our new secretary of state, our new uh, state treasurer, as well as a a panel of of experts, um, uh, municipal officials, such as council members, the council president of Bridgeport, and a variety of people who are going to be able to tell you, uh, look, I've been in here, I've, I've run campaigns, and this is kind of what I've learned. That I want to offer to you, so that people can have a, a an avenue to be able to uh, look into uh, running for office without, you know, making, you know, having to jump over the same hurdles. We're excited mm-hmm. about it. We think it's going to be fun. I love it.
0: I love the fact that you know why I love this so much is that it takes the mystery out of what mm-hmm. a political service, life of political uh, service, could look like. Because I think people think. Uh, that is some other some other secret ingredient that people have that run for office.
8: <laughs> yeah, he mystifies it. It's, it's, it's been, a lot of people think it's for, for other people or people with a, with a certain um, education or skill set and that sort of thing, but, but it's not true. And it, it's meant to be, uh, town councils are meant to be uh, places that represent the people of the community. And uh, these are the people who help make laws and uh policies for for communities and no level of government affects your life more than local government mm. uh, State does a lot of great things federal government does a lot of great things but local government is going to really make um uh, uh the um uh, you know really truly really have a great impact on things like your child's education of the quality of your child's uh, uh, public education um You know, uh, public safety, things like that, that a lot of people are concerned about. These are decisions that are being uh, developed on the local level and being involved uh, and taking that sense of concern and stepping out into the community is what it's going to take. I love it.
0: All right. So, Patty, walk me through the day. I sign up. I show up. I log in. Yeah. What am I what roller coaster ride am I getting?
7: (laughs) Well, you first start off with me, Bab. So, you know, friendly fire here. And I start (laughs) off with my and you've heard it a million times making the decision to run all that you need to consider before you even think about taking that high dive, you know, into either running for office or uh, running a campaign or becoming civically engaged. Everything that you need to think about professionally and personally before you even think about becoming a leader in your community. And by, and then after, after they survive me, we go on to Jill DeBanano. Gilda DeBanano is a phenomenal presentation speech coach because, as you know, one of the number one reasons why women and people of color do not run and do not take a leadership role is fear of public speaking. Within an hour, they're going to be ready to grab a microphone. She is (laughs) that, she's a dynamo, right? She sets them at ease. She gives them tools. She gives them, you know, um, incredible skills in one hour. It's just amazing to see how quickly that happens. And then back to me, putting the fun in fundraising, which is the second reason, most typical, critical reason why, more women and people of color do not run fundraising. And again, what do I say all the time, Babs? Uh, I've got to raise $250,000. What? I can't raise $500 at my daughter's bake sale at school. How am I going to raise that kind of money? So we we talk about, again, we share all our, our skills and, um, you know, things that have worked at the five-day Um That, you know, uh, help people figure out how they're going to raise the money to run an effective campaign. As you know, in order to get your message out, in order for people to make an investment and commitment in you as their leader, you you have to achieve a level of comfort and confidence in fundraising. So then we move on to our panel. And of course, you've been a member of our panel. You know what that's like. So this year, our focus is on local level, right? Local government, how to get involved locally. And so we have a phenomenal panel of our rock star grads who are serving, currently serving on the local level. We've got Penny Ration from New Canaan, right here in Connecticut, who's serving on the Board of Education, which has become this, you know, it was kind of a sleeper, right? Sleeper position for many years, (laughs) Board of Ed. Now it's this Hotbed of controversy. And so Penny has a history. She's been on the Board of Ed for 10 years. So it was rather sleepy when she joined the Board of Ed and she's going to talk about the evolution of the board, her Board of Ed um, and what she's seeing in New Canaan. And then we have Catherine Gilmore Richardson from Philly, city councilwoman, the youngest city councilwoman, African-American woman ever elected to Philly City Council. We're so proud of her. She came to the school in 2017. In June, within a month, she was running for office. She didn't expect it, but she was ready because she had come to our school. An opportunity presented itself. And Babs, you know how this happens, right? You plan and plan and plan. And then something amazing winds up in your lap and you're like, how can I not take advantage of this? I'm ready. I know I can do it. I've got the skills. So someone decided not to run for re-election who had planned to run. And so she jumped in. She jumped in. She said, Patty, and that's what she's going to talk about. Um, you know, what does Deb Sofield say all the time? Do things afraid. Do it afraid and just jump in. So she's mm-hmm. going to talk about her path and how she didn't overthink it. She knew she had the skills. She knew she had us as a safety net. She knew that she could call us. And she she ran and she won. And then we have Cynthia Wallace from North Carolina who has created this incredible grassroots organization called the New Rural Project. And it's a field organization to get more people of color engaged on the local level. Uh, And then we have, let's say we have Henny, we have Y.T. Bell. Y.T. Bell is coming back. She's a a regular (laughs) favorite. Y.T. um, is a city councilwoman in Clarkston, Georgia. And she talks about the hard path. Like nobody was looking for Y.T. Nobody was looking for Y.T. to run. And Y.T. just raised her hand one day. And she just said, look, it was hard. And again, they don't sugarcoat it, right? Everyone will see that there are different paths that you can take. They're hard, but they are totally doable. And as you know, I moderate the panel back. So <laughs> it's going to be a really fun and lively conversation. And then I launch into effective networking techniques. You know, how do you make sure that when you're going to an event, um, even though you're not speaking, that people know that you're there, right? Um, making sure that you have some kind of business card with contact information on it. So people can reach out to you and vice versa. May I have your card? You're having a really incredible conversation with somebody at an event or a party. May I have your card? And Bab, since you are on the party circuit, like I'm on the party circuit, every opportunity is a networking opportunity. So you may think it's personal. It's not, right? That is the beauty of politics everything is an effective networking opportunity. And then we kind of wrap it up with Q and A, anything that's on your mind. And the thing that's so fascinating about a mere, we start at 10 o'clock in the morning, we end at three o'clock, a mere seven hours with us, people have a better sense of which direction they wanna go. Gee, I thought I wanted to run a campaign, but now I'm thinking maybe I wanna run for office. And it's so exciting. To see that happening literally overnight,
0: I love it. I love mm-hmm. the global nature of it. I love that people come from around, around the uh, around uh, the world to come to the mm-hmm. campaign school. But I, I specifically like this two day commitment between you and CCM because I think people here in in Connecticut are uh, ought to sort of see firsthand how to connect and run for office, and that there mm-hmm. is no mystery. So, mm-hmm. so Ron, talk about um, CCM's commitment. To to and and it's very specific about sort of getting people of color to sort of run for office. Um, Talk a little bit about why that is important,
8: right? If people don't know, we're the Association of Towns and Cities, and we provide a variety of trainings for local officials to make them uh, them the tools to be better at their job, so that they can serve the people of their community better. Again, as I said before, what we've uh, noticed is that there's uh, underrepresentation among people of color and when uh you know after talking about it we said we need to uh you know do something about it so we devised this um this program that doesn't exist anywhere else in the country and this partnership doesn't exist uh anywhere else in the country we're very excited about it because on day one they get the the Yale campaign school experience which really opens up their eyes. It's great enthusiasm and the thirst for learning has increased. And day two, we give a more Connecticut-specific approach to letting them know how uh, things work on the local level. These are some things that you should know when you're considering running on the local level. But first, we start with, um, with two speakers from uh, two constitutional officers, our uh, new secretary of state, it's going to talk about civic participation, the need for civic uh, participation, and what you, a person adds to uh, the community and the state by being active. And it's one of her priorities. It's one of our priorities, too. Uh, a lot of us, a lot of people think of us as just uh, being an advocacy organization, but we're trying to go well beyond that to uh, be the kind of organization that also tries to make communities. Uh, be their best. And so we have a sustainability initiative where we've had an early childhood development initiative, but now we're focusing on trying to help uh, ensure that more people of color uh, run for office, consider being on on a local board or commission. As you know, the case Mm -hmm. is that you were on a local board or commission, which I think you would say really helped you learn about, you know, um, how local government works, um, the, the whole process of conducting public meetings, that sort of thing. So a lot of people use uh, being on a commission or board as a stepping stone to uh, running for office. And many just uh, just run for office uh, uh, right off the bat. You can do either one. And then we're going to hear from our new state treasurer, who's also going to talk about the need to get involved in in the, the community and where um, where it takes the community when you do get involved, as you know, he's got a lot of priorities that he's uh, going to uh, share with us, and we're excited about um, hearing from both of them and their stories. One of the great things I think uh, about this um, second day has been, and we've had um, people like uh, Congresswoman Hayes, we've had. Uh, uh, attorney general the attorney general we've had a variety of people speak and it's the human story that they tell their personal story and how they got to uh, be where they are and they start off just like everybody else not seeing it as being something that's possible and for other people and step into it and find more information about it and uh, you know they find themselves in in public Then we're going to hear from uh, two town committee chairs to tell you, to give you that really practical information about how to take this interest and get involved on the the local level. How how these town councils, Republican and Democrat, can help you um, with your goal of being more involved. And then we're going to have a panel somewhat like uh, the first day of, uh, of local officials who are gonna tell about lessons learned. And this is how, I, if I were over, this is what I would do. Uh, these are some of the things that I did that I think were really helpful. And we have uh, three uh, people, three mayors of color uh, here in Connecticut and two of them will be on, on the panel of uh, the mayor of Brighton, Connecticut, the mayor of Bloomfield. We're gonna have Bridgeport represented, Mansfield represented, uh, which which is important because I want uh, people not to just think of this as an as an urban uh, or even mm. first ring uh, suburb type of uh, uh, initiative. We want uh, involvement all over the state, and there are people of color living in communities all over the state, and we want to show them how to be more active in their communities too. So, and then we're going to have a panel that. Um, Sister Scott Jackson, who's been everything. I mean, he's been like chief of staff, <laughs> and has uh, been commissioner of the Department of Revenue Services. Uh, uh, it's been everything, and, and so he's got that perspective. But we want the people to know a little bit about how local government works, and, and we also um, think it's important for them to be able to ask questions throughout. So. Uh, they'll be able to, and, and the, as of day one, ask questions throughout and get some of their uh, answers, get answers to their questions. And then lastly, we're going to have someone talk about something that's very important uh, when you're thinking about running for office, and that is talk about ethics and uh, the Freedom of Information Commission. You know how it is that when you're um, in, in local office, the Freedom of Information, uh, the rules that you have to conduct yourself by and, Everything has to be open to the public. is to let them know these are these are some of the expectations so that they can be prepared to um, to follow them, which will make their path a lot easier. But we, we make it informative and interesting on both days. And I believe that people leave these uh, trainings really feeling empowered, uh, knowing that they uh, have the potential to do it, whether they decide to or not, and see it as being... Extremely useful information, regardless. I love it.
0: So, so Patty and Ron have have other have other municipalities across the country, other places, give, given you a call and and picked your brain about how to do this, and, and maybe they're considering doing this. And and could you send us the blueprint to help us do this?
7: Mm. <laughs> Ron would know better than that. Ron, I know that um, you know we've had other others from outside of our state. Um, joining us on these two days, right, Ron?
8: Well, Patty, uh, this year so far, uh, we have about uh, like 38% of the people signed up so far are uh, out-of-state people. What? <laughs> yeah. And so we, we have a huge number, uh, uh, and it increases I every mean- year.
7: I mean, paying it forward is phenomenal. I mean, that's why I'm saying to you, I'm so grateful for CCM and their leadership because I just don't get the sense that this is happening uh, the way the way way in which they're making it happen, right? Yes. With this yes. kind of um, uh, annual commitment, I just don't see it, and that's why we're we're seeing the traction from outside of our state that we are right, Ron. And
8: that's and one of the, exactly one of the great things that is that uh, um, we're, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, uh, we were just talking about this yesterday, uh, taking a look at the, the states um, that are uh, that are represented. Get in touch with the leagues in uh, our you know contemporaries and other states and say, look, you've got this uh, group of people who are participating in, in our training. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk yes. about. Uh, um, this for next year, there's obviously getting together or having some kind of partnership because obviously there are people in your state who are, who are interested in, in this training. So uh, I'm very excited that we have a, a, a large group from the uh, bottom state.
7: I'm very excited
8: that people from uh, from Connecticut are showing an interest, a wide variety, mm-hmm. variety a wide swath of people who are uh, interested in, in uh, just uh, learning again, it, The big thing, I think, is that we're not only providing a high, high, high quality uh, training, but we're making it very accessible by making it free and uh, virtual. So, Just uh, go to CCMcares.com and and sign up. Look to see who the speakers are and, um, you know, think about the questions that you want to ask and sign up uh, for yourself, for your family, uh, for your community. I love it.
0: I love it. All right, so tell us the dates again, Patty and Ron, tell us the dates again. And thank you for the shout out to CCM uh, Cares, Ron, so people can go right there and Mm -hmm. sign up and log in. And I might do it myself just because I I just want to see what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I need a refresher. How about a refresher? A refresher. refresher.
7: (laughs) So at Saturday, February 25th is is our piece. And then the following Saturday, March 4th, Um, is the companion piece. Um, You know, I I love the focus, Ron, on not only having uh, speakers on the second day from urban communities, but also suburban communities. And I love to tell the story of our own grad, Lauren Underwood from Illinois. Uh, uh, Now Congresswoman, Lauren Underwood came to our school, had planned to run for office eventually, comes from a predominantly white leaning Republican district in Illinois, District 14, uh, calls me one day and with the good news that she's running for office and beat out seven or eight white men in her Democratic primary, went on to unseat a 20-year Republican incumbent. So that's the, these stories, you know, and you, you're such a powerful storyteller yourself, Babs, these, these stories resonate with people. They just do. They can see themselves in these kind of instances. Like, wow, if she can do it, why can't I do it? Let me think about it. You know, back 30 years ago, when I was head of the Permanent Commission on the Status of Women, we had a whole program on getting more women of color uh, to join boards, boards, councils, yes. and commissions, remember, on the what? local level and i remember so many women of color calling us from all over the state saying patty before i even opened my mouth the door was shut i told them i was interested in being on the you know police commission this is an example and already there were 10 guys that were already going to be appointed right so we didn't even know how quote unquote the game was played right so at that point that's when we went to our appointing authorities to say What's the timeline here? Right. You, know, you, keep, you keep telling us, you know, you keep telling us that it's the minute somebody gets elected. That's when you go and talk to them about a position that you're interested in. But it's not. It's long, long before that. So I love again yeah, using examples. Um, so we had a grad in Bridgeport, and there's always an interesting race for mayor uh, in Bridgeport. And I'm sure we're going to have another uh, another one coming up this this year. Uh, and this was years ago. She came to the school, and she said, "Oh, she said I want to serve on this board." Um and the current mayor is at running for reelection and he's after me, you know, he wants me to to commit and you know, I'm I'm inclined to commit. And I said, what do you want for, for for your community for that commitment? What do you want? And so you know, she didn't initially think that way, right? She was just gonna do it to be a good person and she is a good person. I said, what do you you know, get something for your community, something that you want, something that's so important. And so she thought about it. So she's getting ready for her meeting. And then she calls me to say that the, she's not meeting with the mayor. She's meeting with the chief of staff because the mayor's too, quote unquote, busy. And I said, oh, no, you reschedule. You're busy too. You reschedule. And so she called and she said, let's reschedule. Oh, the mayor can't make it. Let's reschedule when the mayor can make it. Uh, call me back and I think they were taken aback by that and she was gleeful she was so excited because she was learning how to play the game right and so they called her back you know and he was so apologetic that he had a reschedule and you know everything worked out and so that's what we're talking about here with gosh we don't even know how to make an impact because by the time we know how to make an impact decisions have been made
0: hmm. that's true and mm-hmm. that my friends is why you should sign up for this two-day mm-hmm. training is this this in its third year mm-hmm. uh it's steadily growing so mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on this opportunity and it's free 99 like it's free mm-hmm. and it is well worth your time and commitment and you can do it in your robe from your house in your exactly. pajamas exactly from your screen
8: <laughs> right, right. You, you don't have to uh, uh, rave, uh, worry about it cold weather or anything like that exactly uh, you get the very best uh, uh training and it's going to be interesting you can see patty's uh, personality so you know how uh, we get a glimpse of how it's going to be uh on on both days Yes, yeah, she's wearing
7: a... a <laughs> I've got my boa. But We'll have boa, we'll travel. We do, we have a good time. That's the other thing. And, you know, a lot of times people don't want to, you know, get into politics because it's terrifying. It is terrifying. You know, I. it is. But we make it fun, right, Ron? We like yeah. to have a good time. I mean, nothing in life is worth living. If you're not having a good time doing it, don't do it. You know, it's hard, <laughs> but we yeah. have a good time. And you'll
8: have a good time if you join us. Have a good time. You're going to learn a lot. And uh, regardless as to whether you decide to run for office, you're going to get a lot of good information about how to negotiate uh, around the community. And I think uh, uh, anybody could uh, benefit from that. So please uh, look on ccmcares.com. Tell some friends, the people who uh, have concerns about their community, people who said this needs to be done, that needs to be done. Tell them to come and check out this training and uh um, they'll really benefit from it.
0: Thank you all so much for being my guest this morning. It's always a pleasure. It's listen, it's more than a pleasure. It's it's a ball
8: to have y'all on.
0: And I know I know you'll be back to talk about the five-day patty, but thank you, Ron Thomas. It's always good to see you, Ron Thomas. See
8: you, you, Babs. <laughs> if, you,
0: if you just call me up, we can have lunch or something. I mean,
8: it would be great. I know, I, as as a Patty said, you know, you do have a schedule. Uh, you are uh, you know, pretty busy uh, community. Oh no, never too busy for you, Ron Thomas. Uh. It's been recorded, so I'm gonna call her on.
0: Yes, so you I- have to. Yeah, ha- now you have to. Now you have to show up because it's on tape. So,
7: <laughs> all right, I gotta go. But okay. thank you all so much. And, Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you in. soon. Yeah. You.
0: Good luck. Thank you, thank you Harry.
7: Hi, <laughs> yeah. right,
3: this you. is
0: Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, <laughs> and you're listening to <laughs> WNHHLP 103.5 FM streaming live Just